is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years experience in the Maryland and PA region. And I also have with me from an undisclosed location where all the fish are biting, I'll give you a hint, Mr. Terry Kernan. Terry, are you there, buddy? I am here. Hey, hey, How how's it you? going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So tell everybody where you're at and what's happening. So uh, we're we're pre-recording this show, so the uh, so I can't give you who the winner is, but I can tell you so far that there's no winners. And I'm down at the White Marlin Open. It's the 50th anniversary down in Ocean City. And uh, this is day four, and there's 400 boats. And there's no white marlin or blue marlin caught as of yet. So there's a lot of money left on the board. The big fish, the big fish uh, category that is getting a lot of attention is the tuna. So uh, we've got a lot of tunas in, but there's no blues, no whites. And those purses, if one fish comes in, you're a white marlin, you're probably looking at about a $5 million purse if there's only one winner. So... Uh, it's been a very boring week so far, and only 20 boats went out uh, today, which is Thursday. And tomorrow there will be almost all 400 boats going out. So expecting the excitement to pick up. Wow, that is something. I know uh, I've I lived in Ocean City for years and had stores on the boardwalk and all that. And I remember the going over when they were putting them in, uh, all, bringing all the boats back in at, at different times and weighing them in and such. And I think back then it was like a million dollars was the total prize money back in the early 90s. And now to have over $10 million. And of course, the man who did not come back in those days was Mr. Michael Jordan. And we know Michael's down there with his big cigar on his 90-foot big boat. And I imagine he's probably going to be out there. I'm thinking, Terry, he's going to come in with the winning fish, the winning shot like he did in the NBA. He's going to come in with a buzzer, 10 minutes to go on the clock, and he's going to come in with a big white marlin or something and take another $5 million home with him, which he makes that every day. And uh, yeah, he'll be able to put a couple dollars of gas in his boat out there and have fun. So it'd be fun. I know there's been a lot of locals and some others that have never won who have won some big money with all that. So I know it's pretty fun. I saw on the uh, Facebook that somebody had brought in a tuna fish over 200 pounds already, which apparently that's going to be really hard to beat. And that bad boy's got a million dollars on that fish head. So I'm glad you're having fun down there. I miss it. A lot of good stuff. And uh, and anybody that loves all fishermen, one of our appraisers, uh, Wayne Six, who was here in Frederick County forever and still does appraising here and there, is really big into all that offshore fishing stuff like that and so uh i'm glad you're having fun down there all right let's get into the uh, real estate world right before i do i just want to apologize to all the baltimore oriole fans um i really apologize the other night i went with a good friend of mine down to the stadium and the people did not like my nolan ryan astros jersey at all and uh grand slam king tut did it in the top of the ninth and we won that game and last night eight to two we beat the orioles and tonight i hope we don't have to bring the sweeper out because i know the o's are not liking our cheating astros right now but that's what happens when you're good at cheating man we're gonna take it so having fun how's 
bat, Terry. I know it's not Redskin stuff and all that, but right now it's baseball season, fishing season, all that good stuff. All right, let's get right Absolutely. into yeah, let's get into the real estate market, Terry. Um, I'm going to give the numbers really quick, and then we're going to do an update with what's going on with the markets and all the stuff that you deal with. Um, active homes, 268. Resales, 151 homes right now, which is about where we've been staying in the last months. This is uh, 38 days on the market, so we've come up considerably in the last week, Terry, with time uh, homes that are on the market right now, and a lot of that's vacation and just a lot of buyers hitting the pause button, as we know right now, and that probably won't change until mid to end of September. Uh, median price is five hundred and sixty thousand. New construction one hundred and seventeen, with an average median price of seven twenty seven. That is at an all time high, and so because of the crazy demand for new construction, that people want to have that we call it the new house smell. You are going to pay dearly for that. Um, coming soon. This is what I thought was going to happen. We were hovering around fifty to sixty almost all summer long, and we just dropped off the cliff. 36 coming soon. That is exactly what I thought was going to happen. We were going to fall under 40, which is with the amount of buyer demand, it is only going to cause um, prices to stay, you know, flatter up basically because it's just going to be, a, unless there's a lot of people not doing coming soon and a lot of sellers are just going to do the art of surprise and put their home on the market with no warning and no, um, you know, heads up. That that's probably not going to happen much at all. It's pretty rare. We find more than ever before. And so therefore, that's going to keep those uh, numbers where they're at for the most part. Pending under contracts, Terry, we're at 530 with 215 new builds under contract with 315 resales. And that average price of the resale time on the market is at 19 days. Sold in the last 30 days, 335 and the average time of those sold in the last 30 days that are resales, never new because those are always 100 days or more because they're spec homes, is 15 days on the market. And the average list of sold price is 101%. And that is only because inventory is still at historic. Remember I told everybody once that number gets below 96%, that's when we see a shift in the market. And we probably won't see that anytime soon because the buyer demand will stay put right now for what we can tell at the time. So, all right, Terry, let's get into what's happened in the real, uh, the mortgage market. Go ahead and give everybody an update. So things have been kind of, so I talked last Saturday and I talked about this coming Thursday. And, and since we're recording today, big, big news is the CPI, the consumer price index. Just to review, this is our number one gauge of inflation. And basically what we had today at 8.30, it was released, and it came out at 0.2%, which was pretty much what people were expecting, and that is exactly where it was last month. So what does that equate to on a year-over-year basis? If it continues at 0.2%, we'd have about 2.4%, but overall they're looking at about 3.2%. Now, most of the inflation numbers come in the area of energy and, and food, and a lot in the food area. So things that are coming down, um, like lumber and things like that that have come down, they kind of offset what we're seeing in the, in, in the um, you know, cost of food. So, it, you know, some people will say, well, geez, you know, uh, it's cost me an arm and a leg at the grocery store. Yes, it is. 
but in other areas it's not. So tomorrow will be the PPI, the producer price index, and uh, it should fall in line pretty close to what we're looking at. So what that's going to do is bring some stability to the market. I don't think it's going to chase rates down or chase rates up. I think it's going to bring a little bit of stability to the market. Like you said, we're starting to see a decrease. Uh, we're starting to see a little lower demand. Uh, so with interest rates at 7%, a little over 7%, 7.25%, uh, we're going to see a little bit of stability here, hopefully. And I don't see the rates coming down. They're going to pretty much be steady for the rest of the month, is my guess. Okay. All righty. Um... Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to ask you um, what's going on with. Uh, we've had a lot of buyers and such with like a um, little bit lower credit than we normally would see, um, and and a little bit higher debt loads, value ratios. People needing more gifting money from parents and things of that nature. Um, this isn't something that we've been used to in the last two, three, two and a half years pretty much whatsoever and needing more grant monies and you name it, you know, needing closing costs, buy down monies, all that. What are some of the things that you're, you're seeing from the applications that you're getting right now from, from buyers? What I'm seeing is, uh, I'm seeing a lot of people that shouldn't have bad credit scores are having great credit scores. And what I'm talking about is people that make, a fair amount of money. Can you hear me, Darren? Sorry, Darren, I cut out for a sec. So what we're seeing is, is we're seeing a fair amount of people that credit scores are 700 or below, but they have a very high household income. So I did a little bit of looking, and one thing I talked about at the beginning of the year was credit card debt. Okay, and the number one thing that can drive your credit score down is if you miss a payment. Number two thing that can drive your credit score down is if you get a collection or a judgment or something posted against you where you've been taken to court or with a with a um, collection they don't take you to court they just throw it on your e um, your credit report. But the number three thing that causes a drop in credit scores is when the amount of money that you have the ability to lend is the gap is closed between what you can borrow and what you have borrowed. So let's say you've got a $10,000 credit card and you have got a $2,000 balance on that credit card. You're 20% committed to that line of credit. If you have 9,000 on that credit card, you're at 90% committed on your line of credit and your credit score will be affected tremendously. Let's take that on a smaller scale. You've got a thousand dollar credit limit and you owe a thousand dollars. Your credit score is going to drop like a rock because you're fully extended on your credit. So one thing that just happened, and there was an article in the Washington Post, is at the beginning of the year I talked about being worried about credit card debt. In 2022, our credit card debt 
increased by 20% in one year. So in 2022, it went up. And at the beginning of the year, I talked about it, and I said that we are approaching a trillion dollars. We just passed over a trillion dollars worth of credit card debt, which is very, very, very scary to me. I've had four people that I'm currently working with, with lines of credit, home equity lines of credit, that have 3% interest rates. We're not going to refinance them but we have to take a home equity out to get rid of the credit card debt that is causing a lower credit scores, but a huge monthly payment. And the people that are coming to me have between 40 and $60,000 of credit card debt that they've built up. Now, what's the cause of that? A lot of the cause is this thing that I'm talking about and that's the inflation. People are still going to go out. They're still going to travel. They're still going to do whatever. COVID affected a lot of people, right? So so what I'm seeing is that people are going to still do what they want, and they're going to use credit to do it, and that's what's very scary. Let me send out a couple of things that, that will give you an idea of what's going on. 72% of cardholders with credit card debt, and household incomes of $100,000 or more have been in debt for at least a year. That means that they have not been able to pay off their credit cards in at least a year. That percentage drops to 70% for households with credit card debt and income between 80 and 100,000. 63% of the people earning between 50 and 80,000 drops to uh, drops to 63%. People below 80,000 it's only 53%. So what what we're seeing by this statistic alone is people with household incomes of over $100,000 are racking up credit cards obviously faster, but they're not paying them off than somebody making less than 100,000. So that's a concern. So every quarter this year, we've seen credit card debt increase by almost 5% a quarter. So that's on pace to match 2022, which was about 20%, it was 19% over the year in 2022. So that's my biggest concern with credit, and that's affecting credit scores, and that's going to affect whether somebody can get a lower rate, it's going to buy a house. So you see the ripple effect that goes on and on. Yeah, it makes sense, and that's what I, I see happening, and I know that you guys are going to see more people than ever before, it sounds like, in the next six months that are already hitting that debt load ceiling for their household you know, incomes and being able to just buy groceries and survive at this point um, are going to be almost forced to, to do a line of credit to be able to knock out these 20% credit card interest rate and these high balances and things like that. So I go back to what Dave Ramsey says. you got to live debt-free, guys. I mean, get the flipping credit cards out. Start shopping them bad boys up. Start eating rice and beans. Forget about the vacation for a year or two. Um, I think it's time, you know, I, I know, thank God I saved a lot of money from the time knowing things were going to slow down, that this party was definitely not 
not going to last forever, you know. And um, and it's just one of those things where I try to tell people, encourage them to say, hey, look, you know, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. If you're going to buy a house coming up, you're going to make a lot of sacrifices. If you're just going to live in everything like that. As far as the inflation or anything, Terry, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't, I don't personally feel like, and I've talked to other people about this, I don't feel like inflation is under control until we get the dang gasoline back down to $2 or less per gallon. And we have the full capability as a country to get into that and uh, the means to do it. We did it before, and um, and and I think that's what's really crazy. You know, I drive a diesel Jetta, and when I bought my Jetta, it was like $1.79 a gallon, and it caught almost $6, and now we're back to 4 20 a gallon I saw this morning, and we were just really not far from being at 389 just recently. And I keep thinking, what in the world is going on that we, we would possibly be having things go up again besides the summertime travel and vacations and things like that that would cause a higher demand. And so my personal prayer is that for me personally, I hope we see diesel gas get back down below $4 a gallon but between now and when Santa Claus gets here and stuff like that. So, all right, let me get into some strategy things. I know I've, I've had a lot of people, Terry, more than ever before say, you know, how's the market? What's going on? How many homes are selling? It sounds like everything's come to a grinding, screeching halt and everything. That's not true. I just sent out an article this morning. 11,000 homes will sell today. 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 Here's the bottom line. 4.16 million homes are going to sell or more. We're going to be actually maybe a little bit more for this year. Now, it's not a stellar year like a year or two ago. When we were at five and a half or 5.4 million homes across the country. But if even 4.16 million homes, if you divide that by 365, that is 11,400 homes are sold every single day. Now, I'm a numbers geek. If you take that number, divide it by 24 hours in a day, that means 475 homes sell every hour or eight homes every minute. So by the time we get done with this program, we will have had 300 homes almost across the country sell. So buyer demand is still there. But here's the thing I want to touch on real quick again. That's really important for sellers. Um, the thing that people are still gridlocked, Terry, is, is until, I believe we talked about, until interest rates get down to like 5% or so, it's going to be very difficult. But the sellers right now, these are the facts right now, is that um, if your home is not sold right now, because there's basically five buyers to every one house for sale, best way to put it, five to one ratio, we're still hanging on at, maybe four to one since things have slowed down a little bit. Um, if your home's not under contract in the first seven days, you have a massive pricing problem. You missed the boat. It's just that simple. 45% of all properties are selling in under 30 days. And those that are taking longer, um, the, the number one thing is get your price right or to also to do a 3121 buy down for interest rates. Because the number one thing buyers are flipped out about is the high interest rates. And if they can get a lower rate of two, three, five hundred $500 a month less every single um, month for the first one or two years in their loan, they feel like they've got enough breathing space to be able to um, be ahead of the curve on that. Offering closing costs to the buyers that absolutely need it or just take your house. I've heard a lot more of this happening. A lot more sellers because of condition, they're not paying attention to condition of your home. 
This is a major factor. When buyers are spending everything they've got to get into a home, they don't have money to fix up a kitchen, put in new flooring, and do all this stuff. And and so, therefore, you, you got to have that condition. That girl's got to have some good lipstick on her. And it's not like it was a year or two ago. And we're having more sellers now than ever take their home off the market temporarily um, to be able to get it fixed up. I have two houses right now that we're, they're spending quite a bit on to get fixed up. One of them's in Rockville, um, to even down in that market, Rockville, near D.C. You still got to pull out the lipstick, boys and girls, to get top dollar. So the best advice for sellers I can make is implement a strategy. You can't go back three to six months. I talked about a little bit before to do a price adjustment. Those days are gone. We're flat. We're at zero. We don't even take that into an account. And the appraisers definitely shake their head at us with a nod of, yes, you're smart as a real estate agent to not take that in effect because that has no bearing on where we're at absolutely today. In fact, I would say in most cases coming up now more than ever with rates still at 7%, as a seller, you want to be a little ahead of the curve to do whatever it takes to get multiple offers. And I've had many shows where I've talked about all the pros, almost no cons of being in the driver's seat and in a top negotiating position when it comes to that. 41% of all homes, Terry, are still getting multiple offers versus a year ago, it was at 71%. 89% of all buyers still are wanting home inspections right now. And the only time they throw that out is if there's a multiple offer situation. And that's why a seller, you better do whatever it takes to get that. Because that is your only chance of a buyer throwing out a home inspection, throwing out asking for closing costs, throwing everything else out and not wanting pizza for a whole year. All right. So 50-50, one year goes 50-50, depending on, you know, what what was the home. Appreciation, it looks like right now we're about flat as far as all the gains in the county. Um, That went away like vaporized in a month or two, as we've seen. And my prediction is anything under $350,000 right now for this year, you'll probably be around 3% appreciation for the year. 350 to 650, you're going to be at maybe 1% or flat, depending on where you are. Now, if you're in downtown Frederick, no, you're probably going to be 3 to 5% up. If you're outside of downtown area, because that's, of course, the highest demand in the county, you'll probably be flatter at zero. And 650 and above, you could be in a negative position by the end of the year if rates consistently stay above 6.75, which is my prediction, Terry. Right now, as a whole, though, we're at about 1%, and we're tracking, we were tracking for four to five as we knew because of having Kenny McLean on from our appraiser on back before May. Um, so right now the thing people ask is, are we at the top of the market? Maybe for now, we could be, but we're definitely not going to see a crash like 2008. So for all you buyers out there that are waiting to buy because prices are going to crash, you're, it's just not going to happen. There's way too much demand. We um, we are still 1.6 million homes behind in the United States for the demand. If we build 1.6 million homes tomorrow, fine, different conversation. That's not what's happening. That is clearly not even the case. Um, we're going to run a massive housing shortage and deficit probably for the next three to five years because what most people don't realize is this generation that's between 25 and 35 years old that are buying homes, these are bigger than the baby boomers, boys and girls. So it's just numbers, numbers, numbers. And I, as a real estate agent, will be at the top of the Escalade to shake their hand and show them the way to home ownership. We're 
um, plateauing right now, I think, and that's a good thing because of affordability. It takes time for people's incomes to come up to be able to match up with a level of affordability. Um, and that's one of the big things right now. Some of these companies, um, yeah, we hear people, Terry, we've got a, a woman right now that got like a 6% increase as a school teacher. Hey, I think that's great. But when you have inflation at 8 it's kind of hard to keep up with the game. It does definitely help. Um, and then buyer strategy. Let me talk about buyer strategy as we have just a few more minutes in the program. Biggest question I get is this, is is it a good time to buy? Should I wait? Here's the question I ask buyers. What are you waiting for? It's a fair question. What are you really waiting for? Because for every situation, every person, it's a little bit different. Are you renting, Are you waiting for your rent to go higher? Does your rent have to go up another 10% before the light bulb comes on? You're like, ah, I guess I should probably buy a house and start, you know, uh, building equity. Are uh, you waiting for rates to come down? We don't know what that's going to do. It may come down in an election year down to five, five and a half, six. Well, that will help a little bit. Um, are you waiting for a crash? That's, I already told you that's probably not going to happen unless the entire economy hits an iceberg. Um, are you waiting for, you know, the mega gazillions and gazillions to hit, which only one person in Florida hit? Are you waiting for, you know, your income to go up? That could be the case. Or someone in the family member to pass to give you more money, to inherit money, which that could be the case. Um, or just the time of the year. So there's a lot of factors that I always like to listen to with buyers of what is it that you're really wanting to accomplish? What are your goals? I talk to at least two or three buyers every day. And that's what I really love to know is what are your goals and how can I best help you be educated so that you can make the best informed decision out there and, and such like that. So, all right, Terry, we got about one or two minutes in the program. I want to hear your final thoughts on what advice would you give as a lender right now about everything that we're seeing, everything that you're anticipating and dealing with when it comes time to um, the markets? Well, I, I think that rates are topping out, and I think they're going to start eventually coming down. So if you do buy now, that's not a bad thing. But the thing that I'm seeing in the market that I'm sitting in right now, and that's down in Ocean City at the beach, the second home capital of the world, right, is I'm starting to see, looking around down here, just seeing what's going on, is second homes, investment properties, are going to sit a lot longer than a primary residence. The shortage is not so much, isn't in the second home market. So what I'm seeing down here is rentals are off for the second year in a row, and prices are starting to level off here, and I'm starting to see more and more price cuts. So it might be an indication of what's going to happen uh, in the you know, coming months, but I think that the beach second home market is cooling off. Yeah, I, I know. I, I think I told everybody real quick. I was down there two weeks ago with my son. We got an Airbnb. I raced the hydroplanes, and we were at Cambridge. Um, I wasn't racing. I was there seeing my friends. But I, when we were at the beach, I ran into a few people that I've known from when I owned stores on the boardwalk down there, and that's what they had said. They had said that they were seeing their sales off almost 25%, um, and everywhere else, it was definitely uh, people are just spending a little bit less overall. And as far as the properties, I keep an eye on them. Of course, the con 
condos, of course, with boat slips and deeded boat slips and all down there. And I've seen the same thing. I've seen more properties come down ten, twenty thousand dollars in the last month or two um, than ever before down there. So, all right, folks, Terry and I are always here for you. Terry, enjoy the big fishing thing. You better go out there with Michael Jordan. Get that dang marlin. Let's get some money in this place. All right, <laughs> have fun down there, Terry, right, and your wife and everybody. And everybody, next week we'll be back on. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you see our podcast and everybody out there. Happy buying and selling. Have a great weekend from your Frederick Real Estate Update. Take care now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 9244 301-639-9244 or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com and this is Darren Ahern from Remax Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapfel Heating and Air Conditioning.